Welcome to Chamberlain University's MSN CourseCast. Each episode in our series will introduce and discuss key concepts from the modules in one of your courses. These episodes are intended to enhance your learning when you're on the go, so feel free to listen to them anytime and anywhere. Hi, my name is Dr. Carrie Simpson, and I am an associate professor for the MSN Accelerated Track. And today I am introducing podcast number two for NR 513's professional rule development. We're going to focus on leader versus manager. And sometimes people use those terms interchangeably, but they are quite different. And so it's very important for us to kind of discuss how those work and how we can identify them and how many that aren't in managerial positions can absolutely still be leaders. And so today on the call, I have with me Dr. Mariah Hawken, and I, she is an assistant professor for the MSN Accelerated Track. And I would absolutely love for you to come off and introduce yourself. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Dr. Simpson. My professional background includes working as an acute care bedside nurse for eight years, serving as a clinical nurse leader on a 40-bed general medical unit for five years, and a variety of teaching experiences, including clinical, online, and face-to-face for various universities. And at this point with Chamberlain, I am so proud to be in the accelerated track and couldn't be happier. And I received my CNL education through Grand Valley State University in 2013 and then completed my DNP in 2017 from the University of Michigan. Well, we are so happy to have you with us today. So I first wanted to talk to you and something we can maybe have some discussion on. Quite often, we hear the terms used interchangeably, leader versus and, and manager. But what do each of these terms mean? So a leader has people follow them, often voluntarily, (laughs) while a manager has people working for them, whether voluntary or not. Good leaders really help to motivate people as individuals or groups to reach their goals. So they really have the, the individuals and the team members' best interest in mind. Good managers optimize organizations to meet those strategic goals of the organization. While they certainly have the team members in mind, again, their overall goal is is to the organization. And certainly the best managers are also good leaders. So they do both at the same time. They're optimizing the organization to meet goals, but they're also supporting their team and helping them to grow individually. Anyone can be a manager, but those managers possessing effective leadership skills are the most successful. So when you talk about leaders, and I know that, you know, one of our tracks, we talk about the clinical nurse leader. And so sometimes they may be looking at this and going, okay, um, that means I need to be in a managerial position. So when we talk about the clinical nurse leader role and starting this even in NR513, I think it's really important because a leader can absolutely be leading groups. They can be leading. And I know that that's a big topic with the clinical nurse leader. Any other thoughts on that, Dr. Hawkins? Yes, oftentimes, you know, in that clinical nurse leader 
title, students really focus on the leader and think, okay, this person is going to be a manager or director. But that was not the true intention of the CNL role. The CNL is certainly a leader, but they have a strong emphasis on that clinical aspect. So they are the expert in clinical care at the microsystem level. And they are, well, they, they may have some role in working with, you know, budget or certainly there's a fiscal responsibility for all nurses. They're supporting the team in best practice. They are supporting those patients to make sure that they're getting the care that they deserve and that they need. And it's a different sort of leader because, again, it's not necessarily, most CNLs aren't, while they, again, they can work as a manager or director, that's not how the original role was intended. So, again, we see several leaders throughout nursing and they may be formal, informal, in a specific clinical role, like a clinical nurse leader or a clinical nurse specialist. But again, anyone can be a manager, but being an effective leader takes practice and time. Thank you so much for that. So Dr. Hawkins, now we talked about what they mean, the leader and the manager. How do they differ? Managers and leaders can differ, but as we mentioned, you know, the best managers are also great leaders. So managers are hired into their positions and leaders may be hired into their positions, maybe they're a manager, but they also can be informal. I just wanted to share some interesting differences that kind of go side by side that was written by uh, the Forbes magazine in 2016 and talked about how Leaders, so this is a little bit of a list, but it's interesting to think about. Leaders create vision and managers create goals. Leaders are change agents and managers often are tasked with maintaining status quo. Leaders are unique and many times managers may copy or standardize their practice, which again, there's nothing wrong or better, you know, with either of these, but combining the two is really optimal. Leaders take risks while managers may control risk. Leaders are in it for the long haul. Oftentimes in the world that we work, managers often think short-term because they're tasked with putting out fires, which can be very frustrating because you can feel like you're never getting ahead because there's just all these fires that keep coming up. Leaders grow personally and managers tend to rely on existing proven skills that they've inherited. Leaders build relationships and managers are tasked with building systems and processes. Leaders create fans and managers have employees and leaders coach while managers direct. And again, just interesting to think about those differences. And I think that this kind of really encompasses one word that really comes to my mind when I think of a leader. And I hear these great examples you you outlined. I think of innovator. I think of change, you know, like you said about the change agent, you know, taking the initiative to try new things, to lead new groups, to lead new practices. Really, the leaders are so important in that. And so the innovation really falls within that term, in my opinion. Would you agree? Certainly, yes. Leaders are definitely individuals that think outside of the box. And that's why they, you know, oftentimes create a following because what they do is maybe in, in their actions and their performance and their process is oftentimes unique, but it's it's very effective. And so it catches the eye 
of many who are working alongside of them, under them, above them, <laughs> lateral relationships. Right. Certainly, I, I definitely agree with that. Well, it certainly segues great into our next question is, what are important traits for an effective leader? So certainly motivating others, creating innovative ideas, like we talked about innovation is such a great technique and characteristic for leaders and is inherent in the way that they practice. Taking risks, you know, a lot of times we're scared as individuals to take risks, but leaders are, are willing to do that. Challenging current, current practice. So, you know, just because someone says it needs to be done this way, you know, why does it need to be done this way? Where's the evidence? Have we really researched this? Do we know this is best practice? Fostering new ideas within the team and um, inspiring trust. So often, you know, inspiring trust and fostering ideas goes hand in hand because it's so important to listen to who you are working with. You know, whether it's a team member, an employee, a, a patient, you know, listening to, to the viewpoints and insights of those around you not only help to inspire and provide a basis for trust with that person, but it also lends a lot to the leader's personal practice. It, you know, we never stop learning and we never stop learning from each other. And again, that just builds on the idea that, you know, relationships is at the center of a good leader, you know, building those relationships, having that relationship, again, with the team, with the patient, as we were just talking in one of our recent webinars, you know, people remember how you made them feel on an emotional level, even if you are in an objective conversation or, you know, regardless of setting or topic of conversation. People want to feel like you support them. They want to feel good after having a conversation with you. And so understanding who is on your team, understanding your patients and their differences, their personalities of your, the patients, teams, whoever it is you may be interacting with, and how they work or learn best creates a cohesive group. Thank you so much for that information. And so I want to go into our next question. Can you be an effective leader? without being in a managerial role. Certainly, and there are all types of leaders in practice. When I worked at the bedside, I can think of several nursing leaders who were also at the bedside. These were the nurses that everyone went to if they had a question or needed help. And why did you go to that person? Not just because they had experience. It wasn't always the nurse that had 22 years of experience that you were going to ask for help. It may be the nurse that just started three years ago. But that was because they had the knowledge base, but they also possessed those leadership skills. So those nurses worked as a team member with a positive attitude. They were encouraging, motivated those around them. They were engaged in the profession of nursing by either participating like in a hospital council or a member of a professional organization. Maybe they volunteered to lead change projects or practices. And often they were a mentor that formerly was a mentor for other nurses. And a lot of times, you know, we had nurse assistants too that they would mentor. So sometimes you see these informal leaders garner a greater respect than the actual formal leader or manual manager. And that brings to the point that as a manager, one should be aware of these informal leaders on your team. As a manager, building upon these informal leader strengths can improve workflow and encourage an environment of positive culture. 
Coaching and mentoring informal leaders can not only help them reach their personal or professional goals, but it can also really help the manager in their role as these individuals are often willing to sit on councils, work on projects, and have an overall active engagement in the workplace. They can also serve as change champions and assist in encouraging others to participate in new initiatives. And I think that's so important, getting others involved, listening to their ideas and their thoughts. And like you said, you don't have to be in a role or in a specific unit for years to start leading. And so it's so important for all of our nurses to really think of those things that are important to you and, you know, take the lead on focusing on them and how can we improve one of the things, like you said, improving workflow and and providing an environment of, of a positive culture is so important. And even in the role of the manager doing that, you know, really selecting those leaders to, to engage and promote that on the floor is so, so important or on the team, wherever it may be. So the next question I do have for you is, can you discuss a time how your leadership motivated a team to collaborate and improve care, Dr. Hawkins? Sure. So I have had personal experience as a clinical nurse leader, as I stated, coordinating several change projects that affected, you know, patient care or or staff workflow. Some examples include, you know, implementing an RN bedside report, developing a patient or family-led medical response team program, coordinating housewide education on the geriatric population, developing new policies and procedures to improve care for our patients. And through all of these change projects, leadership skills are vital to produce the change required. Including key stakeholders in change projects is vital. And the most important stakeholders are those doing the work or incorporating the change into their practice. I can't stress that enough. Many times I would invite those most resistant to change to act as a change champion or take on another active role within the change process itself. Welcoming different viewpoints and remaining flexible to alternate processes empowers those who will enact the change. Remaining positive, working with instead of against the team, encouraging innovative ideas, and celebrating successes are all key activities of a sustainable leadership initiative. Creating and initiating the change are only the first steps of any initiative and providing follow-up, encouragement, and long-term monitoring are key leadership skills to ensure sustainability and ultimate success. Some great, some great suggestions. So just to follow up to that, how can nurses lead these important initiatives that drive practice? Nurses play a critical role in evaluating healthcare and driving change, for sure. Nurses are at the are the largest sector of healthcare workers and work on the front lines, witnessing what works and what doesn't in today's practice. These factors make nurses a vital part of change and innovation in care. A simple way to get involved and lead change is by speaking up and offering a solution to a known problem or flaw in the system. Communicate the problem to administration and offer to help with the needed change. Many times we hear people complaining about a process or a policy, but seldom a solution is presented or discussed. A person is much more likely to garner support for change if they have explored and presented possible solutions. 
Nurses can also get involved in leading initiatives by engaging in council or committee work for their organization. Many organizations use councils and committees to encourage nurses input in the organization. Magnet, a national recognition program for organizations who support nurses, these types of organizations that are magnet designated encourage a shared governance structure with input from frontline staff in all areas of practice. Getting involved at the regional, state, or national level with a professional organization can also lead to opportunities for change. These professional organizations set nursing standards and lobby at the political level for policy that can affect our practice. Politics are often an area nurses steer clear, but it is so important for nurses to become politically active as it is a means for nurses to advocate for patients. Social justice is a core value of nursing and advocacy at the political level can support social justice issues. Also, advancing your education by obtaining higher level degrees like your MSN can open opportunities for formal leadership positions. Absolutely. So important as we're seeing that we're looking at the entry level of practice going up higher. And so going forward with uh, that advanced degree and higher level of education is very, very important. So thank you for those great points. Leadership, though, can include many forms. And so when we talk about them, it can be a formal versus informal position. So what are some examples when we talk of formal versus informal leadership? As we previously discussed, informal leadership can take on many forms. These are nurses who have respect from their peers, not only for their expert knowledge, but in a special way, they practice nursing and collaborate with team members. These nurses can support or squash change initiatives just by sharing their opinions with the team. It is crucial to coach and mentor these informal leaders to support their strengths, but also to promote a positive culture. Not all informal leaders have the goal of supporting the work environment and can be toxic within the culture. So this is why it is especially important to include these individuals in change initiatives, encourage them as active change champions, and listen to their opinions. Formal leadership can take on the position of manager, director, CNO, chief nursing officer, or other type of administrator. Other formal leadership can include change champions, council or committee members, or project stakeholders. A person can fluctuate in and out of leadership roles depending on their level of current engagement or professional role. Very, very true. So I really wanted to thank you, Dr. Hawkin, for taking the time to really kind of talk about the leader versus the manager roles as we address this in a professional role in NR513. Do you have any closing remarks before we end the podcast? Sure. Well, thank you, Dr. Simpson, for having me today. And thank you to our students for joining us in our discussion on leadership, both formal and informal. Managers and leaders can take on different roles depending on the person or situation, but a great manager should also be a great leader. Many informal leaders are just as successful, if not more so, than their managers at garnering respect and support. It is important to engage these individuals in the goals and activities of the workplace. Not all informal leaders have positive intentions, so building upon these strengths is so important to maintain a positive work environment. If you're interested in taking on a formal role in nursing leadership, you are in the right place in pursuing your MSN. 
Other ways to get involved and network include participating in an organizational council committee or project. Nursing politics and professional organizations also gain recognition from those outside of your organization. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as a current or future nursing leader, I wish you the best. Thank you, Dr. Hawken. And just keep in mind, it's so important to be innovators and take that initiative. Really appreciate you again, Dr. Hawken, joining us today. Thank you, students, for listening to this podcast. Now that you've explored some important concepts related to your modules, if you have not done so already, please turn your attention to the course materials in your online course for additional application and practice of these concepts.